This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good considering, you know, everything's uh, just um, really crazy. The whole world right now is just, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of nuts. And so, um, you know, we take comfort in the fact that uh, as soon as we think we're having an insane, out-of-control day, um, we know everybody else is too. So, <laughs> I mean, that- <laughs> literally, literally on Earth, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, we find ourselves in the middle of this um, coronavirus uh, pandemic and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's presented new challenges, but also uh, new interesting opportunities. And so, um, you know, for fellowship and um, and and for, um, you know, things to do at home and new hobbies. And, uh, you know, we talked recently about, uh, you know, kind of sorting our pipe collections and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So uh, trying new tobaccos. It's, um, yeah, man, it's interesting times. So are, are you doing okay? Yeah, doing well, man, Stan. Uh, very, very busy. We've got some, uh, I feel like every single week we get new curriculum in. We had it from the district these last two uh, weeks, and now we are getting it directly from the school, uh, which is great. Uh, but I feel like as soon as I figure out a flow to this, like it all changes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you say, you basically say that because you're, you're teaching your kids from home. Is that right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah like, uh, like everybody, uh, who's, uh, who's got kids in school and, and having to adjust, uh, <laughs> yeah. figuring out this whole homeschool situation. So it's, it, but it's, I, I will say like, you know, <laughs> it really is special time with the kids. And, um, but, but like I said, like, as soon as I f- think I figured it out, uh, it comes and changes on me, but I, I will say this, man, I'm looking forward to this week, especially because, uh, as this podcast goes out on Wednesday, uh, later today around, um, oh shoot, I'm blanking on the time. I think I told everybody one thirty. maybe it's two. uh, check on Patreon though. Cause it'll, it'll be there, <laughs> but we're, we're having a club member hangout for, uh, for the supporters of country Squire radio, uh, later today. So I'm really looking forward to, to doing that. It'll be our first ever zoom hangout. Um, uh, I, yeah. John David, you, you won't be able to make it, but I'll be there and, uh, doing my best to, uh, hold court as zoom will allow me to do. We were just kind of talking about this uh, beforehand, but, uh, with all the additional traffic of everybody kind of doing the the Zoom thing, now Zoom has like this built-in bouncer type setup. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be doing my best to to make sure that as as y'all are calling in, I'm approving you. If I if anybody knows how to just automatically approve everybody, let me know. But otherwise, I'll I'll try to be um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for folks that aren't aware, like you know, we we did talk about last week on our episode just things to do. Um, you know, when you're uh, stuck at home, sheltering in place, and all this kind of stuff for um, you know the current situation we find ourselves in, and and it, you know if you're not, you may have heard this on the news, or if you've read anything about business or you know something during this time. The only business right now that's killing it is this thing called Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, right. and 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 they well, Netflix are Netflix and they, D Plus are doing pretty good too. But yes, yeah, yes, no, exactly. they are Cor- correct, <laughs> correct. And some some guy in Oklahoma that raises tigers and murders people or whatever. Oh, I, I don't night, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> the um. The Zoom thing—it's a—it's an online, uh, you know, way for folks to, uh, you know, have basically uh, video conferences, audio conferences, pulling in folks from all over the world, and um, it, it actually happens to be uh, one of the ways that Bo and I communicate weekly uh, to produce Country Squire Radio. Well, um, it, you know, now with all these folks uh, distance learning and uh, working from home and things of this nature, um, man, Zoom is off the charts, but. Um, so it's so it's interesting. I wish I would have had some of that stock like three weeks ago. Or I know, a month right? Ago. You know, it's just <laughs> nuts. But um, it, what's what's so cool? We talked about you know the um, you know uh, your your pipe lifestyle last week. How to not waste mm. your uh, you know sequestering and all this kind of stuff. And um, man, you know, pipe clubs are meeting through Zoom. You know, folks yeah. are connecting through Zoom. Um, they are uh, they're smoking uh, pipes and and hanging out virtually. Um, man, in this in this interesting way, you know. And so, um, it, I don't know, it's, it, it's weird with, it's, it's, uh, a shame that we find ourselves in these circumstances, but you just never know what's going to come out of this kind of thing. And all of a sudden you might have more people, uh, learning to be connected, um, 
you know, virtually this way, uh, you know, and, and folks that maybe weren't technologically savvy before picking this up now and, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, engaging in, you know, pipe communities in, in ways they haven't before. So, um, pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, well, this kind of sucks, but at least we got this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's a point to that for sure, man. Well, yeah. I want to say that, of course, you know, uh, you know, a virtual pipe community is something that I think many pipe smokers are, uh, are, are very familiar with through, you know, forums and, uh, and, you know, Reddit and, and of course with, uh, YouTube and podcasts and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, one of the things that we try to do here is to, uh, you know, from time to time, really, really kind of, uh, open, open the old, uh, or, you know, pull the curtains back, open up the, uh, the hood, pop the hood, if you will, and let you guys really get in <laughs> to help and tinker with the content. And so, um, we've got an episode coming up here in the very near future, pipe culture places episode, where we'll be doing, taking a look at the smoking chair. We've already gotten some great emails in on this. Uh, we'll be collecting a few more over the next few weeks as we uh, compile this episode. I'm really excited about this. If you've never listened to a pipe culture episode before. This is where we really uh, put out a topic or a question or kind of an aspect of pipe community or, or kind of the pipe culture uh, and, and really let listeners kind of share their experiences or their thoughts on this subject. So the concept of a smoking chair, what does that uh, evoke for you? Share those thoughts in an email and uh, send those in again. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Just either put pipe culture or smoking chair in the title and I'll be able to find it real quick. <laughs> you're so. probably getting pretty intimate with your smoking chair right <laughs> this now. Is, this is, uh, wow, no, you're right. What an, what an appropriate you- time. If you don't have a smoking chair, you've probably you, you've probably developed one or are kind of developing one, and just wow. don't uh, haven't dis, haven't you know realized it yet. So um, <laughs> it, let this uh, let this be part of your uh, inspiration. You know, <laughs> that, that's amazing, man. Well, you know, it is great. Of course, uh, this podcast is made possible directly from our amazing patrons and club members at uh, patreoncom radio is the place to go to support the show. And man, we were just talking about this beforehand. Um, I mean, it, it's insane just with the with the the moment that we are all having, yeah. uh, it, we're, we're just blown away by the support that y'all have, have given us and continue to give us. And, and we really just, we want to say thank you in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It, it, it's tremendous to be honest with you, because, you know, during these, um, really uncertain times, um, you know, folks, um, folks have, folks have stuck with us and, and folks are, uh, you know, listening, uh, you know, so much right now is just, you know, way to, uh, connect, you know, uh, as their way from, uh, not just their pipe communities, but from, uh, you know, friends at work and, uh, friends at church and, you know, different social groups and things of that nature. And, um, we're honored to be a part of that. We're honored to be a part of your fabric right now. Um, but you know, we, we are just stunned at the folks that, um, you know, have hopped on board to support us during this time. And, um, man, it, it is just, uh, it's really honoring. So, um, thank you to all our patrons and, um, uh, and folks that, uh, that give regularly to make country square radio possible. Absolutely. And, uh, hopefully just in, in this moment that we're able to, um, you know, just, you know, I, I almost kind of feel like, especially when, when the strain of the world is on us, um, all the more reason to really kind of group together. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we'll be doing that hangout, uh, uh, later today as this podcast yeah. goes out live. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to do my best to get y'all some more, uh, YouTube content as well. Um, I, I know that's sporadic and those generally speaking, man, I, if I'm being totally honest, those, uh, those live YouTube hangouts end up being a lot more therapeutic for me. Cause I just click the go live button <laughs> and then like, you know, people actually show up and then we kind of talk for a bit and I kind of share what's on my mind and, uh, you know, um, enjoy my pipe and it's, it's just a, it's a nice, uh, a nice little kind of moment there. So anyway, I'll be trying to do a few more of those. Uh, and then of course we've got today, we're kind of, uh, kicking off something that's going to be a, a re- recurring, um, yeah, yeah. Ca- recurring series kind of in the style of Squire selects tobacco talks, um, you know, uh, pipe smoking one Oh one heroes of the bowl. And uh, you know, I'll even throw uh, pirates and pipe tobacco in there. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite series that nobody else likes, but me, <laughs> uh, but no, we got we got the Pipe Club Spotlight series, and uh, man, I am so thrilled today because joining us on this episode we got Cody Dewitt. De what? Dewitt, man, Cody Dewitt. <laughs> uh, man, I got the opportunity to sit down and chat with Cody, uh, who has been, you know, uh, we we talk about this in the interview, but uh, recently kind of joined the pipe community, and man, when I say hit the ground running, uh, this this man has been hitting the ground running hard up there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, uh, with the amazing pipe community up up there and uh, doing some some great great stuff, and of course, uh, very recently uh, within the last 
several weeks. They had the smoke them if you got them for uh, for Rob E. Uh, we talk about how that went, and uh, he shares kind of some some things happening. And then, of course, you know he's got some amazing music. So this is going to be a very unique episode of Country Squire Radio, where we're going to lean a little bit into the radio. In fact, bringing us in, we're going to have some music from uh, Cody Dewent. Uh, stay tuned. I think you're going to really love this music and really enjoy getting to know a, a prolific member of the pipe community as well. That was Anywhere With You from Cody DeWint. Ladies and gentlemen, off of his album, like I just said before the song, he's here with us now. I'm talking about an avid pipe smoker, member of the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club, and, uh, and a huge, uh, huge help to me personally today by jumping on mic. Ladies and gentlemen, Cody DeWint. Hey, thanks for having me, Bo. Appreciate it. Man, so happy to have you on the show. Of course, you've been a, a, a great presence in the community, um, man, especially up there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, remind me, you're not originally from Grand Rapids, are you? I am, actually. <laughs> really? Okay. So, you, so you've been there some time. You know, my family on my wife's side is all, all up in Grand Rapids. And, uh, you know, I try to get up there every single year, hit up the Rogue River and do a little bit of fly fishing when I can. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how are things up there in, the, uh, in, in Grand Rapids this, uh, this time of year? 
well, I mean, at the moment, it's it's kind of beautiful. Uh, springtime, not too bad, but, you know, the coronavirus has got everybody scared inside. So kind of a bummer. Yeah, man, it is. Uh, it is what it is. My, you know, my, my in-laws were supposed to come down here. Um, uh, They're supposed to come down for the Lent to remember, but of course, you know, due to the coronavirus, everything's being canceled. So, uh, so. I yeah, won't be- right. Yeah. We had a, we had a handful of us that were planning on heading down there too. So bummed that that couldn't quite pan out. We'll do it again, but one way or the other, I, I, I have a feeling that I'm not sure what's going to happen first, whether or not, um, you know, y'all be coming down here. Or I'll be going up there, but one way or the other, our, our paths will cross very, very, uh, in the near future, assuming that everything gets back to normal, which is of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, of course, uh, you know, like I mentioned, an avid pipe smoker in the pipe community here. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's talk first about you and, uh, man, how, how did you kind of your pipe journey begin? Yeah, that's actually a, a pretty funny story. Um, the guy that actually plays bass in our band, <clears throat> he always smoked pipe. And I kind of made fun of him for it for the longest time. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a weird thing for a 20-something-year-old guy to do. I always kind of made fun of him over the years. And then eventually, another one of my buddies just gave me one, like a Dr. Graybow, kind of a kick-around pipe. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll give this a, give it a shot. Because I usually I was used to smoking like, uh, like Jarms or Black and Milds when mm. I go camping or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you try a pipe? So I tried it. I didn't have any tobacco. So I took like a, a black and mild apart and like stuffed it oh <laughs> in the pipe and smoked wow. it. And I was yeah. like, man, I, I feel cool, but I feel like I'm not feeling cool for the right reason. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I was like, I got to do something about this. So he took me down to um, our local tobacco shop here, which is Indian River. And the guy behind the counter there, his name's Tristan. Oh, yeah. And he gave me such an awesome rundown of all the tobaccos. Um, let me smell and try a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, I got sent home with a bunch of really cool uh, tobaccos. You know, some starter stuff, some 1Q, some um, Black Feather, which is Lane BCA. Loved it all. It was awesome. I mean, those are just but, uh, classic. Like, I mean, like, I feel like almost everybody, especially in the modern era, who've kind of like dipped their feet in, like Lane 1Q, BCA. I mean, like, that's that's the... That's like the entry level package right there, right? That that is. And what was actually really funny is <laughs> I took a liking to just straight up Latakia like they had it like in a in really? like a blender thing. I was like, I'll take some of that and I just stuffed it right in the pipe and smoked wow. that and I was like this feels like I'm on another planet right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the welcome wagon plus like the deep end. You went you went full all the way through. All the way in. So yeah, he Tristan really showed me kind of the ropes of all the tobacco there and he actually ended up breaking the pipe that I brought in with me because it was like glued, glued. The stem was glued right in the stumble. So we tried to take it off and broke it. And he gave me a really good price on a little olive wood, like almost like a little bent billiard. And that's been one of my go-tos ever since. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and then someone told me, well, you can't smoke the same tobacco, like all these different tobaccos out of the same pipe. So you got to get more. And it's been a real problem ever since. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, what year was that? That was actually last year. Okay, I thought <laughs> I thought that was the case because obviously, you know, I, I I know that over the last past year, you've been a pretty pretty avid member of the community there, especially at Indian River and uh, the Pipe Club. Uh, you know, and and you know, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the uh, events and, and one in particular here in just a minute. But um, man, you like like when I when I say this man hit the ground running. Like you have been an active member of the community. You've been an active listener, Country Squire Radio, sending in some great content. Um, you know, I think I think at one point, a couple of gosh, it was months back, I was trying to do some like uh, uh, something or another with with technology, and you were like <laughs> adamant about jumping on immediately to help out. You clearly go straight for the the deep end fast, which <laughs> hey man, I welcome it, brother. It's great. I've been told that once or twice about some other things, so <laughs> no surprise there. Well, obviously, as listeners just heard, you're not only an avid pipe smoker and a, a you know a, a big member over there at the uh, East India River uh, uh, group up in Grand Rapids, but also East a India man. We're not. Come on, man. Not East India. It's Indian River. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. You know what? I get I get so much flack for this. I've always gotten flack for this whenever I go up and visit because I. It's just a. It started off as a mental tick, just from the standpoint of like you know I'm, I'm big into pirates and so the East Indian Trading Company and kind of like 
how that ends up being like top of mind. That's kind of it's kind of what I figured. You're just really into the pirate. <laughs> That's it. Always happens. It sneaks in. Like every single time I've gone up there for the meetup, I, I call it that every single time. I think <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, the folks, the folks at the shop can uh, can can hold me accountable here. But back in the day when we used to do shop talks where I would like feature different shops, I'm pretty sure in that first episode, I called it the East Indian River <laughs> Trip. <laughs> but, uh, but no, anyway, man, yeah, of course. Uh, aside from, you know, uh, being, you know, a huge member in the, in the community, uh, you're also an incredibly talented musician who's uh, surrounded himself with some uh, amazing musicians as well for, for your band. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been writing my own music for... Oh gosh, seems like forever now, probably almost close to a decade. And I never really had the drive to be in a, a band where I was fronted. Like I'd, I'd been in bands, like I played in a metal band and toured around the country for a while and, you know, played at our local church here and there. But I never had the drive to record my own music. It was mm. just kind of something I never really wanted to do. <clears throat> but my, um, the roommate that I was living with before we built a studio in his basement, um, you know, full on recording studio. And he wanted me to record a song for his, um, like a demo he was putting out to kind of feature some stuff that he had been doing out, you know, feature out to other artists. And I asked a good buddy of mine, Jeffrey, who was also a pipe smoker at the time. He's a really great violin player. He's played for all kinds of artists around the country. And I was like, Hey man, uh, Matt wants me to record this song. Um, so I got one. If it sucks, I'll pay you, whatever. I just think it would really sound good with some violin. So I play him the song and he's like, no, that, that song was actually really good. I was mm. like, no, all right. He's like, do you got more? I was like, yeah, I got a whole bunch. And I probably sat there, played four or five songs. He's like, these are actually really good songs. <laughs> Man, so I, yeah. I brought them, I brought them to my friends and like, Hey, I got these songs and everyone's like, wow, this is actually really good. And it's really funny because it seems like <laughs> the the people that are in the band with me at one time, we were all playing at like a youth camp retreat. <laughs> and now we're like playing in bars, singing about whiskey. And I love it. Being real sad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now, no, your song, <laughs> Me and the Whiskey, like I've, I can't tell you how many like times I've listened to that song. It's been a, it has been a go-to on like a, um, you know, like a, a contemplative evening <laughs> where I'm kind of yeah. reflecting on the day. It's a That's great awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Now, it's also that, you know, when you, when you kind of get a chance to show off your talent to those around you that they're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, you know, like, you know that they're honest because they're surprised that it's good. You know what I mean? Like, they're not right. faking it. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, this is, it's like a certain level of being humble, but also like kind of being too afraid to put yourself out there. Like, you don't really know. So you just need someone to be like, hey, man, this is actually pretty good. And that was my buddy Jeffrey for me. And now we're, you know, real deal, not real deal band, but we play in a band. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, you got an album out there. It's legit. It is. It is absolutely legit. And the great thing is, of course, the pipe community is filled with uh, such talented folks. And you yeah. know, mm -hmm. we get the chance to showcase uh, the talent that's out there. It's, it's always exciting to me. You know, I would love to see like, you know, the Chicagoland pipe show or various pipe shows actually reach out to folks like yourself uh, that are musicians and pipe smokers and, and able to kind of perform. That's something that John David has done locally at the, at the Squire. Uh, typically, anytime there's an event, there's a there's a local musician who's, you know, a, a pipe smoker and a customer at the shop or, or likely a member of the pipe club. And uh, anyway, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know what your travelability is, but I just want to put it out there. <laughs> anybody, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to I talked to John David about having us come down there for because I was already going to be down there for the lunch. I was like, yo, I'll play. That'd be incredible. He never said anything, so you know, whatever. But well, part of that is just the uh, <laughs> the hectic nature. Yeah. Of putting on and then ultimately <laughs> dismantle, not dismantling, postponing. I can officially postponing. say postponing. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully, man, hopefully it's in the cards and uh, down the road. But then, like I mentioned, you, uh, you've been very active in the, in the pipe smoking community uh, there up in Grand Rapids. Out of curiosity, like what, where, what do you get a sense for kind of the pulse of where the community, where the club is at in your area? Because it's something that I've, of all of the various kind of communities that are out there that I've been able to um, either be a part of or kind of connect with over the years, Grand Rapids uh, and, and kind of the surrounding areas has to me been the one that has like, I, I, you know, I remember going in and there was kind of this sense of, 
you know, some people thought they had such a great community and other people were frustrated with some things, but it seems like over time, it's just continued to, to be very strong. There's always a very strong contingent in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I joined, uh, you know, a year ago when I started smoking pipe and, uh, I'm currently the president of their pipe club now. And what, one thing that we're kind of blessed with, um, that I don't really see at other, in other pipe clubs, like we went down to St. Louis, me and Eric and, uh, the pipe show there, a lot of, a lot of, you know, older, older guys, um, and women, you know, some women there as well. But, um, at our club, you know, I'm 28 and it seems like a lot of people are actually right around that age range mm-hmm. and so we have a pretty active community of younger people along with um you know folks of all ages that are really into the craft of pipe smoking um and i just think that the furniture city pipe society for the past few years have just done a really good job at being um, very open and a part of the brick and mortar side of indian river and kind of getting people to join you know we offer discounts um at different places around um, Michigan, or at least we try to definitely at um, Indian River. And, you know, that little push of a, hey, we'll give you a discount. But, you know, there's a bigger aspect of the pipe community that you don't really get, you know, people just Mm -hmm. sitting around smoking at home. And what's the point of that? You know, you sit down with someone that you barely know of the pipe, and they'll tell you just about anything. (laughs) And that's what I've, and that's what I've learned over, you know, just a short amount of time that people are very, um, open and very willing to have very honest communication with people around the pipe. And that's what kind of drew me. I'm very drawn to people who are kind of honest and uh, very community driven. And that's what I get out of the pipe club, especially here at, um, here in Grand Rapids. And from what I understand, we're one of the bigger pipe clubs in the country. And you that's know, certainly I take the a lot perspective of, that I see for sure. Yeah. And I definitely take a lot of pride in being a part of that, you know, uh, coming from different aspects in life, whether it be at my church or in bands or in local music, you know, community is something that's really important to me. And the friends that I've made and the people that I've gotten to meet through uh, First City Pipe Society, you know, makes me want to be a part of it. Makes me want to spread it more, get younger people in, get older people and get anybody in. If they want to smoke a pipe, come and hang out with us. Um, you know, we meet obviously a lot of Indian River, but um, I live actually with uh, Rush, <laughs> the producer of uh, Father of the Flame, and we have people over at our house, and we just, you know, we have like a little lounge that we have set up to people to just come and hang out and smoke with us and have a good time. It doesn't have to be at the same spot. It can be wherever. We just want to, you know, get people to come out and enjoy the community of pipe smokers. Yo, I'm staying with you guys next time I'm in town. It'll be a party for sure. Yeah. The no, boodles will be flowing. <laughs> Last time I was up there, uh, uh, Rush took me out to to breakfast at like a really good breakfast place, um, but uh, but we didn't get as much time to to hang out while I was in town. But no, I, yeah, we gotta we, we absolutely. I didn't know I didn't know that y'all were okay. All right, I didn't know y'all were uh, you were on at uh, his place. That's awesome. Well, that I mean, the funny thing about me and Rush is I knew Rush years and years and years ago before. Father of the Flame was even a thing. Listen, uh, everybody knew Rush years and years and years ago. They, they may not you know, have. That, that, <laughs> that is true. He started learning that I smoked pipe and he like freaked out. And, you know, I went to one of the premieres that uh, they had with Father of the Flame. And that, honestly, that film also really got me into smoking as well. You know, I got to meet Lee and uh, smoke one of his pipes with him was a really cool thing to do. Um, and yeah, just that it's very interesting to see like I feel like Grand Rapids is a very interesting hub for this community of pipe smokers that are doing these really cool things um yeah and it it's just bizarre because I've you know I was I actually lived in the church that our club got started in not that we're like a religious club but we just but I was like what are these what are these people doing in my basement this is weird (laughs) and then Rush who made this film is I've been friends with him for forever and it's, it's just really crazy to see like years down the line. Now it's all kind of coming together. It's this really cool community of pipe smokers. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. There was, um, you know, it's funny, gosh, this, this was like maybe three or four years ago. And, uh, my wife and I, we, we were in Grand Rapids. I was actually the, it was the night before we were going to do one of the meetups at, uh, at the shop there. And, um, and we were just, we were just downtown. We were going to like some Norwegian restaurant or something like that. And, uh, walking on the side of the road, I just hear Bo, Bo. And like with his head out the like side of a car, <laughs> it's like rushing his beard, just flowing, flowing in the wind. <laughs> I was like, man, what are the odds? 
I mean, that sounds like a very rushed thing to have happened. So yeah, I'm not yeah. really surprised. The odds are high. The odds are high. Yeah. For, are high. That's great, man. Well, of course, um, just recently, you know, um, you know, like I said, the, the community is strong and, and, you know, seeing kind of it all come together, especially from your vantage point uh, coming in, you know, newer, but, but very much kind of in a, in a deep capacity. Y'all have been very active there. And of course, we've been mentioned on the last, uh, you know, last few months here, the events, the benefit they all had for Rob E., um, and you want to you know, let, let us know a little bit about how that kind of came about. Of course, folks heard your name uh, on a constant as we were telling folks to, to contact you as, as things, you know, were kind of coming together there. And so, you know, we know that you were really kind of leading the charge. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, well, actually, you know what, let's back up a little bit. Give us like, you know, how did you get, get to know Robbie and, and kind of let us know what, um, how, how this kind of came to, together. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Robbie is one of the members of our club as well. Um, you know, the staples of having, you know, his artisan pipes at Indian River and just, you know, being around him, uh, you know, getting the chance to talk to him, uh, you know, and, and learn things about his life has been really, really interesting. Um, and uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like super close with him, um, but I felt like I really wanted to do something for him mm. um, in light of his, you know, you know, his diagnosis. And uh, it kind of came about when we were at a at a meeting, uh, a pipe club meeting, we're like, you know, we should really do something. And that night I cooked up this poker idea and I kind of ran with it. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the staples in our community for sure. I mean, his, his artisan pipe work is, I mean, it speaks for itself. If you've seen it, it's more art than anything else. And they're, all of his pipes are incredible smokers. Um, I have one and I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, just getting to know him, uh, you know, the staple of the pipe community that we have, not only here in West Michigan, but, you know, he sells his pipes at, um, you know, Chicago and around the country as well. Uh, it's just been really, real pleasure to get to know him and kind of um, explore some thoughts and ideas with him about, you know, random miscellaneous things. It's been good. Yeah. And, uh, and so how's, how's he doing? How's he doing currently? You know, some days, I, you know, I don't want to speak for the general, but, sure. you know, some days are good and some days are bad. And he knows that he's got the back of the, the pipe club for sure and his family and friends around him. So whatever he's through work, you know, we want to be open and available to help him out. But yeah, some days are good. Some days are bad and kind of just roll with it. Yeah, makes sense. No, man, I'm... I'm I'm glad that y'all are there for him. And it sounds like this event was a pretty big success. You know, I mean, you know, you say that kind of the idea of a poker tournament really, really just kind of came on you. And it, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, like, you know, there, there are some activities that, that kind of just generally go hand in hand with pipe smoking. I mean, like one right. way or the other. Like, it's, it's just part of the, like, the shared you know, visual nature or what, you know, smoking a pipe and sitting in the easy chair, smoking a pipe and, uh, you know, and, and, and kicking back with uh, maybe a glass of scotch, of course, you know, smoking a pipe and of course playing poker. In fact, I'm, as I'm saying this, I realized we probably should do an entire pipe culture series on like uh, uh, some sort of games or activities that, that are connected to pipe smoking because yeah. poker is definitely at the forefront. How was it? Like, did y'all have some folks show up and, uh, and like, was it fun? Oh man, it was a blast. You know, I had some fears that it might not be a very big turnout. And I was kind of talking to some of the guys that helped me put it together. And it, it, I mean, people came out in droves. It seemed like the, the shop was packed. We did it at Indian River. It was packed. People who came and played, we all had an awesome time. Uh, there was a couple of folks that came from around the state that we had never even met. And we were just wow. pumped that they were welcome to, you know, come out and hang out with us and, you know, just being supportive, Robbie. Um, so yeah, between the poker and really, honestly, the raffle part of it, um, just really brought in the community from all over the place. I mean, I had so many people email me uh, directly from uh, hearing about the event on Country Square Radio that donated up to a hundred dollars wow. in raffle tickets, and I was just, I was really moved, and I think that just really uh, puts a spotlight on the pipe community in general, how giving um, and how generous the people are, not just the people who donated actual money, but people who donated pipes and tobaccos and everything else that they, you know, ranging from handmade to something that they had in their cellar. People are just very open and very willing to donate items for 
you know, a pillar of the pipe community. And it was really moving. I was pretty emotional uh, seeing all this stuff come in. And I'm sure Robbie and his family were feeling the exact same way. It was just really impressive. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's no surprise that the, the community is uh, is strong. Is is you know it, it takes care of its own. I mean, there there is a uh, there is definitely a, a a big heart that goes along with kind of the pipe smoke community, um, man. So you know, I got to ask with the uh, with kind of the donations and things coming in, um, I, I, you know, in, in terms of like the pipes and pipe tobacco, it, it, did anything kind of come across that was like you know kind of stood out as a little bit. Um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe kind of special, so to speak. Like, was there any kind of, uh, uh, you know, maybe a hand carved pipe that really spoke to you or a pipe tobacco? That yeah. Was- yeah. There, there actually were. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, everyone that donated, I'm so thankful. So I, yeah, you know, yeah. I not wanna, trying to pick I favorites here. Yes. I want to list up these two guys, but everyone that donated, I am still like, right. they're still hold really high places, but the two that really stuck out to me, um, was, uh, there was a, a pipe that was donated by Joe Henkel, who's a, a good friend of Robbie as well. And I've met a couple times. He donated this really beautiful bamboo shank, smooth pot pipe that I was like, you know, I didn't want to win anything because it would probably look a little goofy <laughs> right. if I won something. Right. But I was like, that's what I want. Like I, I just saw it and I was like, just amazing. Just this beautiful pipe. Um, so that was, you know, one of the, the coolest ones. Um, and uh, the other two pipes, oh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out another name here real quick. Um, there were two pipes that were donated by Paul Menard um, out in uh, the West Coast that were just also very beautiful. This like Sitter Rhodesian with this cool orange stem and this freehand Dublin with this crazy orange, uh, I'm sorry, orange uh, green stem. Both very beautiful pipes. And he gave us two pipes. And I couldn't believe it. Like he's, you know, a very well-known uh, pipe maker and his you know he's not giving that stuff away no and i was just really like overwhelmed by the openness um and willingness for these guys to give um and then also jp your quiz i think i'm saying that name right i really hope i am uh he donated um a sandblasted poker pipe which i felt like was the most appropriate thing that you could probably win or or (laughs) donate for it and so i was just like those those pipes i mean they were all awesome. So many cool things came in, but I think those four, I guess, and those three guys really stuck out to me. Um, just a level of craftsmanship that they all had, the willingness to give, and just because it was awesome. I was just pumped to see these really beautiful things come in um, and go to what I thought was a really beautiful cause. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, hats off to uh, to the community that, that really got around and surrounded Robbie. And man, hats off to you for for really driving this thing forward and, and, and taking ownership of it. Cause you know, not only did you uh, create some amazing support for Robbie and his family, but you know, I think, I think that events like this kind of give everybody that opportunity to, um, to really kind of, you know, get, get to know one another and, and really, you know, those commonalities that, uh, uh, you know, the, the ties that bind as we, we did an episode, Man, gosh, uh, a, a couple of years ago when we lost a, a dear friend of our local pipe community, and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a reflective moment for us just to see, like, no, you know what? Like, there there is something to found family. There is something to the people that um, you connect with and uh, and and share. Even the, even something like this, even something like sitting back smoking a pipe, uh, because really, what you're doing is you're sharing life with each other in that moment, and it's um, yeah, it's a it's it's a beautiful thing. A family that you get to choose. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, of course, your band, Wilder Love, uh, the album live at Decker Studios. I know it's available on iTunes. Uh, how else can folks kind of keep up with you, find your music? Yeah, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at We Are Wilder Love. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, like you said. And uh, Me and the Whiskey is available on Bandcamp only at the moment. It's a great song. Folks, uh, uh, we can kind of go back and hear we played that uh, on a couple episodes back. Man, I think we're going uh, to be taking this out here with everything from Wilder Love. Again, be sure to find out all their information. Uh, we'll have that in the show, show notes as well. Cody, thanks so much for coming on Hunter Squire Radio this week. Man, real honor. I real appreciate it, Bo. I can still remember Holding your hand for the first time Sleeping on the beach on a Saturday night 
then you told me sweetly I felt at home when you were with me That's when I knew to me you'd be everything Whoa Stepping off that plane and into my arms Oh, and I can still remember Listening for the first time Losing you would be like cutting my fingers off Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, man. So there you go. Man, it's Cody, like, amazing dude. Can't wait to hang out with him next time I'm up in Grand Rapids. I know, man. I, one, of my, one of my most, um, the things I was looking forward to most uh, this year was actually having Cody and a group of guys uh, come to Jackson for the Lunt to Remember. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were going to come down for uh, the event that we had planned uh, this past month and uh, with the International Lunting Society and all this stuff and had, uh, you know, made made their road trip plans and all this. And, uh, man, I think even our friend Eric Karlowski was going to tag along. And it was it was really exciting. And, uh, man, it mm. fell through. And so I, I just can't wait to uh, – to see uh, Cody again, all those guys up there, and uh, man, hug their necks and and uh, enjoy a bowl with them. So, what what a great community! We love those guys and are are so thankful for uh, for what they do. Yeah, and by the way, for uh, for the next time we end up doing a spotlight, I'll be sure to post a uh, message out to the uh, the patrons. Uh, and this 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 kind of came together very organically because I was looking for. Um, you know, possibly kind of featuring some music on the show. And of course he was top of mind. And then as this episode came together, I realized, you know what, this is, this is a great kickoff to a new series. So I'm, I'm excited to, yeah. uh, to showcase some various members of the country squire radio pipe club, especially who are doing some amazing things and, uh, really active in the pipe community. So look for more down the line and, uh, yeah. So many interesting folks that, uh, you know, are, are a part of our pipe club and, you know, have been uh, dedicated listeners from the beginning and, um, and, and, you know, that we've picked up along the way too, obviously, but it just shows the, um, the incredible talent wealth and all that, that exists in the pipe community. And, um, yeah, we're, we're glad to be, uh, the source of, uh, entertainment for some of these guys. So that's great. Absolutely, man. Speaking of glad, I'm so glad for our good friends at Missouri Mearsham because right now, uh, they're doing their best to, uh, to take care of one another, to shelter in place. And that, I mean, that has ramifications. Um, man, let's, let's share a little bit about the news that's going on with Missouri Mearsham. It is, man. It, it, it's kind of amazing. Of course, we know, uh, we talk about Missouri Mears from every single week, an American company based in Washington, Missouri. And um, man, so so many good products that have been coming out of there for over 150 years. Um, man, Missouri, uh, just like so many states in the United States right now, um, has issued a shelter-in-place order. So they're, uh, they have shut down their factory. You know, you, you've got to remember, these are handmade uh, in many cases, handmade products, and even the ones that aren't handmade are, you know, are, are operated by carefully crafted and maintained machines yeah. um, that are that are that are operated and maintained by by real uh, real American humans. <laughs> and uh, man, those those folks up there are uh, doing their best to be, uh, you know, really safe and, of course, obeying their local ordinances and all that kind of stuff. But um, man, the folks at Missouri Mearsham, they uh, currently have, uh, you know, closed their online presence at corncobpipe.com, um, you know, but look for them to be back here within the next month. Um, you know, a lot of their best-selling products are still available, though, uh, through your favorite online retailer if they happen to be shipping. And so, uh, you know, check out your favorite online retailer, uh, you know, and, and, you know, many of them are still shipping uh, from locations around the country, um, you know, and they carry Missouri Meerschaum products as well, you know, favorites like the Legend, or the Fifth Avenue, or uh, one of the Cobbett series pipes, the uh, you know uh, the Patriot. We have so many that we love and and know, um, and and you know also uh, the great tobaccos like the 150th anniversary um, and Independence Day. So um, just check those out where you can, and know uh, that real soon uh, the folks at Missouri Mearsham are going to be back at work uh, making those American uh, you know artisan pipes there um, for your smoking pleasure in the future. Absolutely, man. You know, and if you've ever been kind of uh, curious and, and as to what that looks like. Uh, we posted some videos from our visit to Missouri Mearsham, uh, as well as some uh, some pictures uh, during our episode 300, where we kind of showcase just the their their entire like layout. It's it's pretty epic. Uh, if you've never had the opportunity, 
Uh, once once travel has returned, you got to check out their headquarters there because it's it's an amazing experience. And if you've got a Missouri Immersion Pipe, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself doing so. We love to retweet those pictures out to let the good folks at Missouri Immersion know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man, we got a pipe question of the week this week coming into us here from Charlie. Charlie says, greetings, John, David, and Bo. Hopefully this finds you and yours doing well at this time. In regards to non-filtered pipe cleaning, all the normal precautions have been taken. Pipes have cooled off, etc. Some say, pull your pipe apart and clean it after each smoke. Others say, only pull it apart for a deep cleaning. And I've heard, never, ever pull apart your pipe unless it is absolutely <laughs> necessary. Uh, I have a few pipes that are in the $200 range that I purchased new. They have been smoked seven to 10 times each, and I have never pulled the stems, but I do clean them after each smoke with Briar Fresh and a couple pipe cleaners. The last time I did use a bristle cleaner on each as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, John David? I would ask Bo, but if he's been playing pirate, he would probably tell me to clean my pipe with a sponge, a screw, and a ram. <laughs> 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 Thank you both and keeping uh, for keeping our community together and happy during these time trying times. Again, that is from Charlie. <laughs> man, well, Charlie, uh, man, it sounds like you've got an awesome pipe collection and um, and you know several that uh, you've been taking really good care of, which is uh, which is awesome. So I, I I love folks that actually clean their pipes. I you know have these regular uh, customers I literally see every day that uh, I, you know it for some reason have not learned you know what pipe cleaners are for yet they still think they're only used for uh you know kindergarten art projects <laughs> but um yeah so you know the the opinions about uh cleaning your pipe right uh, you know when do you pull it apart how often um you know in what's what situation um and like every pipe smoker uh there are a lot of opinions out there <laughs> very strong ones about uh related to this so um i'll tell you what i do so i i, I don't take my pipes apart um, if they don't have to come apart, um, you know, I, if I do sit down and do a deep cleaning, maybe once, uh, once a year, uh, you know, I'll take my pipe apart then and just make sure there's nothing, um, you know, kind of stuck up in there. But, but generally if my pipe will run a cleaner from the stem, uh, the button of the stem all the way into the bowl, um, I never take it apart on a routine basis. Now, um, now that that's just me. Um, one, one, you know, it, exception to that rule if you do own a pipe you know when when you buy a pipe you need to take the stem apart and see if they're you know if if it's a really really well-made artisan pipe um the tenon of the stem which is the portion that you know sticks up into the briar it's the more narrow portion that uh cylindrical portion that sticks up into the briar that if that if that tenon uh, fits very snugly inside what we call the mortise hole uh, of the pipe, the hole that, uh, you know, is in there uh, that receives that tenon, you know, then you really, if it fits snugly and there's not any excess space in that area, then you really don't need to ever take it apart, uh, you know, except for maybe that occasional deep cleaning or something like that. But, um, you know, a pipe that isn't maybe as, as nicely or finely crafted, sometimes there will be a little gap in there between the end of the tenon and the beginning of the mortise hole, if that makes sense. So that, that little area in there that receives the tenon, sometimes there might be a gap in there if the pipe isn't, um, you know, quite as, uh, you know, finely made or, or engineered or whatever. Uh, some great pipes that, that have that, you know, feature. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these high-end artisan pipes are just real particular about making sure there's no gaps in there. So that, that's why I'm using that kind of language. But um, if there is a little gap in there, then you may want to take it apart a little more often just to just to scrub that little area uh, at the end of the tenon and, and, you know, where the mortise hole kind of begins. So um, I hope all that makes sense. I'm using um, language that folks that aren't super familiar with pipe making or uh, structures, um, you know, may or may not know. But, um, but anyway, you know, on average, Average, uh, if your pipe will run a cleaner without taking it apart, uh, I hardly ever take mine apart. Um, I, I hardly ever do. Um, you know, and if you are doing a deep cleaning where you're sitting down one day, uh, kind of like we talked about 
uh, scrubbing all your pipes, you know, watching a movie or something and, um, you know, it, it just kind of getting them all done at the same time and, um, you know, it, making sure everything's just real spick and span. Um, you know, once a year, maybe that might be a good time to take them apart. But other than that, um, you know, if you can help it, I, I typically don't. So um, a lot of pipes don't have that uh, luxury. You know, a lot of pipes, uh, you do have to take them apart um, in order to clean them, you know, because maybe the bend is uh, a real a real deep bend and it doesn't, uh, you know, the pipe cleaner doesn't bend very easily. You know, there might be a filter in the pipe, uh, you know, which you, you say you don't have filtered pipes, so that's not your case, uh, Charlie. But, um, you know, other times the, the end of the uh, tenon doesn't line up perfectly with the with the mortise hole, and so there's just not a way for the pipe cleaner to go. And um, you know, and some brands just uh, you know don't put a lot of emphasis on you know running a pipe cleaner. Um, you know, that's just not really uh, an important thing for them. So you know, that's uh, you know those pipes you're going to have to take apart to uh, to clean. Uh, that's fine. Just want to make sure you cool, let it cool down, and all that kind of stuff. But if you're like me and, and really like to smoke pipes where they'll run a cleaner um, without having to take it apart then i i hardly ever take mine apart so um i hope that helps <laughs> there you go yeah and actually over the the course of this series you can kind of go back and you'll hear john david at varying uh varying um uh levels of passion discussing the the need to to not take your pipe apart <laughs> i, I want to say i want to say that in our first like pipe shop fails this was a a pet peeve of yours of people taking their their hot pipe apart if i'm not mistaken well, it's like, you know, if you're going to buy a $300 pipe, don't take it apart when it's hot. Don't use a torch lighter on it. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There All you right. go. There that, you go. That, moving right along. <laughs> All right. Well, great question. Talk, Charlie. And hey, man, if you've got a, a question for us, uh, another question for us, be sure to send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. This is, uh, listener feedback, man. We got a great uh, listener feedback in from Ted Damon. I really appreciate listening to your podcast. I've been listening for four years. I really look forward to the new episodes each week. I don't have any suggestions for an episode per se, but given the recent episode on hunting pipes, maybe one on desk pipes, as they are definitely one of those weird oddities. Uh, one stumbles on sometimes at antique shops. My local mm. shop up here is just for him. Uh, they are a good bunch. Desk pipes. What are desk pipes? Yeah, desk pipes. Uh, well, it's a pipe that sits uh, on your desk, and a lot of times they'll actually have a hose attached to them, almost like a hookah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you, you don't see them very often, but they are they are out there, and... Um, Kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I admit, but they're but they're tobacco pipes. Yeah. I mean, well, I yeah. guess you could argue that. I mean, I guess technically hookah is. But are they more akin to pipe like like our pipes or hookah pipes? It's it's meant for smoking. You know, pipe tobacco as we know and love. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No. That that might have to. I'm making a note of that right now. <laughs> we might have to circle back <laughs> on that one. Uh, also, we got in for Jay Freedy. Says, "Hey, Bo. Now that you're." In Houston, uh, have you tried Viet Cajun yet? I figured with your love of New Orleans and Cajun cuisine that you may have tried it. Just saw a couple of specials in the way they cook crawfish, and it looks delicious. Hope you're doing well. Jay Freedy. No, Jay, I have not, but I absolutely will. That sounds amazing. Viet Cajun? That sounds Cajun. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, but, you know, Houston being kind of the... I, I'm starting to consider Houston the food capital of the world. Just the amazing, yeah. like, variety of food that you get here and then with the insane variety you also get all these amazing like fusion restaurants and uh -huh. I'll, I'll be honest man some are hit and miss there's one particular restaurant that i've been to i think at least three times at this point i don't know why because i don't even like it <laughs> but i think it's like i think it's just morbid curiosity because they 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 fuse a lot of different styles flavors and dishes and they're always terrible <laughs> I, I won't call out the name i'm just saying that the fusion can get kind of interesting, but Viet Cajun does sound amazing. So I'll, I'll be on the lookout. Is it like the serenity of, of restaurants? I like serenity. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're not talking about the movie. You're talking about, I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yes. It's like that. It's like, I'm that talking about the show. I'm talking, I am. I'm talking about the, with the, you know, the, the oh, no, you, uh, firefly. You're thinking of firefly. The firefly. That one. It's, it's the firefly of restaurants, right? I like Firefly. Firefly is excellent, man. Don't don't be. This is not a this is not a place to hate on Firefly. Right 
<laughs> it is if you want to have opinions and stir up conversation. I suppose this is true. There, was there no pipe smoking in Fire? It seems like there should be pipe smoking in Firefly. I'm going to go back. Well, and it's check just on a, that. a combination of all kinds of crazy things, fusion stuff, right? And then it, <laughs> the the uh, end product is just uh, just generally terrible. But you keep going back for some. Wow, wow! <laughs> I think you're going to get the hate mail on that one. So I'm just going to let that one air. All right. Well, there you go. Great listener feedback, and thank y'all so much for that. Hey, if you want to send us some feedback, thoughts on the show, or otherwise, be sure to send those in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York on Twitter. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Or the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Man, shout out to uh, Cody for joining us this uh, this week. Uh, really great to showcase him. And like I said, hopefully we'll have some uh, some more uh, Pipe Club members to showcase uh, in the future as we kick off yeah. and, and start a little bit of a new series here. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, hey, man, <laughs> let's go have a week. You too, man. Wash your hands. <laughs> See you, brother. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.